Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I, I usually do an introduction and stuff, but I want to just get in the meat of things. Everybody knows who you are, especially yeah. the people in the Windsor area. Uh, but the first, probably the most important thing that I want to know is how Keenan's doing. <laughs> well, thank you for asking. Uh, you know, I, I would say just like, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of hockey players right now this year has been, uh, it's been tough. Um, Keenan originally started out in Chilliwack, British Columbia, obviously in the, the BCHL. Um, you're in Canada and in Ontario, and, and obviously right now BC is not playing. So probably just before the new year, uh, we got a call from the Omaha Lancers, and uh, they offered uh, basically to pick Keenan up, uh, put him on the roster, and, uh, and he's been in Omaha since uh, since the end of December. I think he's played uh, I think he's played 11 games now. So he's you know he's getting into it. So he's doing um, he's doing pretty good. Um, you know he had uh, he's he's six two, one hundred and ninety three pounds now. So obviously he just uh, towers over dad. Yeah. Um, you know and it's uh, it, it's been good. So it's uh, you know early on it was tough. They played eight exhibition games. Uh, obviously did a lot of practice. He took full advantage of the practice of skill development, being in the weight room, uh, which is something that uh, you know he really enjoys that side of the game. Uh, so he's, uh, you know what, he's doing well. And, you know, the exciting thing is, you know, now with uh, the USHL up and running, he's, uh, you know, getting, getting comfortable, getting acclimated to the league. The USHL, it's, it's a good league. It's a hard league. It's a competitive league, especially with uh, really the only league that's playing right now. So there's a lot of players, uh, you know, from the WHL that have, that's come in and playing in the league. There's some that have left from Alberta Junior and, and certainly the BCHL as well. So it's uh, this is probably the best year, the best that, that this league has been competitive-wise with all, you know, basically being called imports, with, but, but the influx of players coming in because uh, they're playing and have to give the USHL credit. They're doing, a, you know, they're doing a heck of a job. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it right. They have the kids playing. Obviously, they have their COVID protocol uh, to look after the kids and their health, but they're playing right now. So it's, uh, he's, he's one of the fortunate ones right now. Yeah, he is. I, I actually looked up, uh, I, I check every now and then to see how he's doing. I did see that he was with Omaha, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, just a side note, can you imagine as a kid, you're going through this, not playing mm -hmm. hockey? My son's well, losing I, his marbles. I, I could, yeah, I, I couldn't. Um, you know, it's uh, and and you know, you, especially the kids that really love the game, that truly love the game. Um, and it would be, I, I would be, you know, un, unbearable not being able to go to the rink and play in the game that, um, you know, to me that I that I still love. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, I I really, uh, you know, I, I feel for you know these 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 youth hockey players at any level. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, from, from minor hockey, from, you know, 10, 11, 12, however old they might be into, you know, into the, uh, you know, to the CHL or tier two or whatever it might be at all levels that, you know, aren't having the opportunity to, to me play, you know, the greatest game that there is. And, uh, you know, with that said, you, you, you just miss, it's, it's more than just, you know, playing the game of hockey. It's, it's the car rides with, uh, with mom and dad and, and maybe even your brothers and sisters. You know, those are, those are things that, you know, you never forget growing up and you never forget as being a parent. So, you know, you're not having that quality time, which I think, you know, I think a lot of people underestimate that. Um, and I know for me, you know, just the, the car rides uh, when I was at Don Mills Flyers back playing minor hockey and having a car rides with my dad, you know, was something that um, at the time I didn't realize how important it was going to be, but, you know, just those moments that, uh, that I'll never forget good game, bad game, whatever it might be, just having those conversations 
And then, you know, with, with my son, you know, the same thing with Keenan, just having, you know, the, the car ride home and, and you, it's, the, it's life skills. And, you know, so I think the, you know, the youth hockey player right now is missing out on that. And I know, I'm sure mom and dad are missing out watching their sons play. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a hard time. It's a challenging time, you know, but hopefully, hopefully we're, you know, turning the corner right now and, you know, hockey's starting to come back. Obviously the NHL is playing, the American League start up. Um, it looks like um, the, uh, the WHL, some of the divisions are, are looking like they might be getting up and running here soon. The Quebec League's playing. Um, hopefully uh, the Maritimes, that division, uh, you know, they're playing as well. So, uh, you know, there is hockey starting to come back. And, and with that at the higher levels, you just want it to trickle down, you know, into youth hockey and, and get, you know, these young hockey players, uh, you know, boys or girls, whatever it might be, back on the ice and giving them the opportunity to enjoy, you know, the, the great game of hockey. Yeah, 100%. Um, so for people that don't know about Keenan, uh, Keenan was drafted uh, to Detroit this year to the Red Wings, and he got a uh, scholarship to Miami of Ohio, I believe, right? Correct. Yeah, so um, now th I'm just going to explain to the viewers when they, when they look this, how this is going to work today. I'm going to talk, uh, because Chris, you have a unique – um, perspective on hockey being a player being an NHL player being um, a hockey coach for for your son and youth hockey you've seen a lot there and then on the uh, front office side with the with the Red Wings you've seen it all been there done that uh, but as you were talking about the car ride home and stuff like that I'm going to just uh, shift over to the uh, parent side um, I talk to parents a lot you know they say what do I, you know you'll see the the dad at the rink you know getting frustrated for his kid or uh, you know, talking to him and telling him everything he did right, everything he did wrong. Uh, and we both know that unless you've probably played at a fairly high level, you probably don't know what right or wrong is. You don't know what the coach is telling your kid and all that kind of stuff. Um, what was, as, as a dad, because I know this is hard. It's hard for me sometimes, but I, I have the ability to just shut my mouth and not say much. As a dad, when, when he played hockey, what was your communication like as a father-son, let alone coaching and all that just father-son relationship yeah you know what and you know what I pretty well coached uh Keenan all the way through you know we started yeah. uh the 02 uh you know Caesars group it's amazing uh Keenan's gonna be 19 in two days uh you know and I I started coaching these kids they were nine years old getting ready for uh for the brick tournament in Edmonton yeah. um you know so for me um, I was both, you know, I was, I was obviously the coach and the dad, but I was able, I was able to separate that, you know, there was times and, and, you know, I think if, if you're going to coach your son, um, you have to be able to do that. And, you know, that, and, and, and more importantly, your son has to understand that as well. You know, there's sometimes that, you know, and, and I would talk to Keenan, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to be, you know, toughest on you sometimes in practice, because, you know, I got to use that as, as an example. And if I can't, you don't get, you know, structure and correct you and coach you, then I, I can't do that to other kids. So, you know, that was, uh, you know, a relationship and, and a talk that we always had. But, you know, for me, um, I just wanted, I wanted my son to, I wanted Keenan to enjoy the game. I wanted him to love the game of hockey. And I, I, I truly believe that if you do that, you know, you're going to get better. I never wanted to, you know, make Keenan go to the rink or force him to go to the rink or do privates. You know, we, you and I, we, you know, you worked with Keenan, you know, when he was a young age and it would be, you know what, I have the opportunity to bring in, you know, uh, you know, Andy, coach Andy for, for a session. Would you like to do it? 
and he wanted to go to the rink. And, and to me, that's the most important thing, you know, that I could do as a dad is just, you know, really, really emphasize, you know, what a great game it is. Uh, love the game. And if you love the game, you're, you're going to work hard. And, you know, for me to this day, you know, anytime I, I put skates on or I get on the ice, I have a smile on my face. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's still something that I love. And, you know, Keenan's the same way. You know, there's, there's off days that he has in Omaha. He gets up, he goes to the rink. I don't have to go tell him to, to go to the rink. He'll, he'll send me a text or give me a call. He's like, you know, dad, I'm going to go to the rink. You know, do you have a, you have a workout for me that, that I should do. And, and that's a relationship that, that, that we built and, and, and we worked at it. It's not, it's, it's not easy, but you have to work at it. And, you know, for me now, you know, watching him, you know, continue to develop and continue to love the game. That's so important. So my advice to parents, you know, is, is really, you know, sit back and enjoy this ride because it's, it's not going to last forever. And I just know for me, you know, missing, you know, going to the rink and, and watching him play and, and those car rides that we talked about and can't believe how fast that, you know, it, it went. Um, and, and I get to look back and I get to realize, you know, what a great ride it was for not only for myself, but, you know, for, for Keenan's grandparents on, on both sides, you know, for, you know, our, our family to be able to watch him play, you know, to go to tournaments, you know, to win tournaments, you know, to lose tournaments you know, how we have to deal with that, the memories that, that we've created. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the fun part. Now, you know, I have to be honest, uh, last year, you know, Keenan went into St. Andrews. He played at uh, St. Andrews College in Aurora in Toronto. That was really the first time that I was dad. I just kind of had to sit back and, yeah. and there was two things that were going on. One, I was watching him as a dad. And two, I, I evaluate him as a scout as well, because yeah. obviously, like you said, that's my job. And, you know, and, and when times are, when times are going well and, and he's playing well, it's, it's easy to do that. The hard part is when you lose a little bit of confidence and sometimes the puck's not going in your net, you know, we just sit there and talk. And, you know, the beautiful thing, you know, uh, I find is, you know, stuff on the internet, you know, there's great quotes, there's great articles, you know, about, you know, mental toughness, the mental side of not only the game, but just the mental side of life. And, yeah. and I, I've kind of really embraced that. And, and, and so is Keenan and, and it helps us have those conversations you know, and now, you know, he, you know, he, he started the year in Omaha, uh, or excuse me, started the year in Chilliwack, and then we ended up making the move to Omaha. And, and you know, it's, it's challenging right now for him. You know, it's, uh, you know, he's going into, uh, you know, a new league. He's coming in about halfway through, and, and uh, you know, he's really, uh, he's, he's just, he, he continues to adjust, um, you know, to playing in the USHL. And we have conversations, you know, there's nights where, you know, he's frustrated and, 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 you know, disappointed that maybe he doesn't get as many shifts or as many minutes as he wants. And, and I just have to be dad and I have to support him. But that's something that, you know, that we worked at. And, and all I know is that, you know, for me, if he has after a game, I, I want him to call me and I want him to know that we're going to be able to have a real good conversation about the game. Whether I saw it or not, I get to listen. And I think that that's something that's important. And the one thing, you know, for the minor hockey parent, you know, don't try to live the hockey career, you know, through your son. You know, I think that that's something that, um, you know, and, it, and it's hard not to get caught up in it, you know, uh, but I would just, I would enjoy it. Uh, I would support them. Um, you know, the one thing, you know, you're, you know, there's a reason why you're playing for this team and you have this coach, you obviously trust him. So let the coach coach your son. And, and in the end, there's a reason why you brought him to this team, you brought him to this organization. So, you know, to me, the important thing is, you know, let, 
let the coaches, you know, coach your son and you be there for support and always building and character and enjoy the ride together. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that parents don't really understand is when you said like the coaches, when a, when a parent watches and you, I'm sure you saw this when you were coaching youth hockey, a guy that won the Stanley, Stanley cups, uh, sulky, uh, Olympics and on and on and on. I'm sure that some of the parents thought they were smarter you, than you. Keep going them. if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> it never, never gets old, does it? Uh, no. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> but, but, uh, but parents would probably come up to you and tell you what you were doing wrong as a coach. I, I, I did get a lot of advice from parents. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and we decided, uh, you know, I would always joke around with them. Yeah. you know about it um but you know in the end it's you know the i i you know i i would want the parents to come and, and talk but the one thing that i made sure you know to every parent at the start of the season is you know if we're going to have a conversation make sure you're prepared for a conversation you know i'm not gonna you know just kind of sit there and 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 take your ideas if you're going to come and you want to have a you know a conversation about your son i'm all for it but you have to realize i watch the game and see the game a little different than than you do and, and we can have that conversation. But like I said, make sure you're prepared for it because uh, sometimes it's not going to go the way that, that you want it to. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, uh, you know, but, but in the end, I think the parents, if they want to talk to the coach, if they, if they want to have that conversation, you know, I, I really think it's because they care. And, you know, that that's something that's important. And, and you know, for me, I, I was lucky. I coached Little Caesars. We had great teams. We had great players. And I always just kind of, you know, if, if I could take, Eight forwards, I take eight forwards, five defensemen, two goalies. When we got a little bit older, I had three lines, 60, and two goalies. Like, they play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and that was the fun part of, of being able to do that. You know, they, as, as they got into, you know, U15, U16, U16 hockey, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to take, you know, four lines. And I'm like, no, like, I'm going to play. I want three lines. I want these kids to go. They're going to go. They're going to play in every situation. For the most part, I open up the door and away they go. And, you know, that was a fun part for me, you know, watching these guys. And, and the one thing that, you know, I, I really enjoyed as much as anything was, was running practice. You know, to me, that was just so much fun, you know, uh, bringing in new drills, uh, you know, and, and I, was, I was lucky. I was able to watch, you know, when Mike Babcock was coaching the Red Wings and Jeff Blaschel, you know, I could sit there, I could watch a practice, I could take some drills, you know, and implement that into, into our group and basically say, guys, like, you know, I watched the Detroit Red Wings do this drill today. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going to give it a try here. And all of a sudden, you know, you see them perk up and, and, and away they go. And, you know, so that was the fun part for me being, you know, challenging these, these, you know, young hockey players, you know, with, with practices, competitive practices. I wasn't, I wasn't a guy that, I wasn't a coach that would go up to the board, you know, guys take a knee and start drawing. And, and all of a sudden, I think you lose interest. You know, I was a player. I didn't want to go to the board that often. I just wanted, you know, tell me what to do and let's go. Yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, and, and this would be something, you know, for coaches to think about, you know, if you have new drills, maybe go over it about 10 minutes before practice, you know, go in, take them in the dress room and, and kind of explain it. And then if you have to touch up on it when you're out on the ice, that way it's, it's flow. And to me, that's, uh, you know, that's the most important thing. You know, if you're, if you're skating for an hour and 20 minutes, I want the hour and 20 minutes. I want to skate yeah. as much as I can and work these kids as, as hard as possible and let them realize, you know, let them feel when they get off the ice that, you know, they just accomplished something in, in practice. And, you know, I've always said, you know, you, you practice fast, you're going to play fast. And that's, uh, you know, that was always my mindset with, uh, with our little, little Caesars group. Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned something about Omaha. And it's funny that you said that because our last, 
one of our last podcasts, we talked about, uh, and, I, and I like kids and parents as well, and I guess coaches too, to understand this, is that when, uh, when you're playing youth hockey, minor hockey in Canada, whatever you want to call it, um, it's fun, it's competitive, and you can be a pretty good player and a pretty good team. I find that uh, the kids that truly want to make it, I think the one mistake that they make is that they overestimate how talented they are, how good they are and under, underestimate the task at hand to, be, to move on to the next level. And I'm not even talking the NHL. I'm talking maybe it's go to the OHL or to get, get to college. And I think you've kind of said that with Keenan is like, okay, dad, this is for real. And the other thing we were talking about is there's a lot of unknowns out there. There's unknowns like Keenan's been fortunate enough to play for you on a good team and he moved away last year. But when, when kids aren't prepared, men, and I'm going mentally with this because I'm, talk, I'm talking about the talks you had in the car and stuff, you prepared him mentally, and he still, I'm sure, has a little bit of, I don't want to say self, self-doubt, but there's times where he's going, okay, what am I doing and why is it hard? Um, uh, my point of that was, just a second, um, yeah, so there's things like billets. Like people think you're just going to play hockey, but there's just more than hockey. Your mind has to be a lot more than just being a hockey player. It's could be billets. It could be the travel. It could be older guys and all that stuff. So I think as a coach and a parent, or what we try to do is try to prepare kids the best as we can to move on to that level because there's a lot of unknowns. Absolutely. And, and a lot of good hockey players, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, as, yeah. And, and as you keep moving on, you know, it just kind of keeps funneling, you know, as these players kind of, you know, you know, get better and more competitive. And, you know, like I said, that's, uh, you know, that's where Keenan is right now. He's in, uh, he's in a competitive environment, you know, pretty well. All these other kids are, are they're committed to NCAA schools as well. Yep. Some of the kids were drafted also, and you just go from, you know, from team to team, game to game. It's the same thing. You know, you're playing against, you know, you're playing against these young hockey players that have done the exact same thing that you have. They've won state championships. They played on, you know, in, in, in national tournaments, you name it. And now all of a sudden they're all playing together. And you're right. I mean, it's, you walk into, I mean, basically, you know, I got Keenan out to, to Omaha and got him settled in the, you know, the billet family. And all of a sudden he practices for three or four days and he's playing a game and away he goes, you yeah. know, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's just the reality of, of junior hockey, whether you're going to play, you know, in the CHL for, you know, in the Ontario hockey league, or if you want to play tier two and, and go NCAA, you know, whatever it might be, it's, uh, it's hard, it's challenging. Um, the easy thing is, and is, when things are going well, when things yes. are going well, it's, uh, you know, it's fun. You go to the rink, you're feeling it, you're on the ice, you're scoring, you're making plays, whatever it might be. Uh, the hard part is when all of a sudden, you know, the puck's not going in the net, you might not be playing as much, you might not be playing as much as you want. Uh, you might not be playing on the power play. And, and that's where, you know, you really need, you know, a, a, a good, I would say like a, a support group around you and that's where you want to be able to pick up the phone and, and call your mom and dad and have a conversation with them and sometimes it might not even just it might just be to listen you know like your you know your 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 son or your daughter is going to just talk about hockey and, and maybe just vent and you're just sitting there listening and that's that's what we're supposed to do as parents and then you know when when it's our opportunity you know we just support them let them know we're what you know we're watching, we're here for you, we're cheering, keep working, you know, work a little extra harder in practice, maybe do some video with your assistant coach, um, you know, maybe it's getting, you know, a little extra time in the gym, all these kind of things that are going to get you out of it and get you going. So, you know, as these kids, you know, start to start, start playing um, at more competitive hockey, 
you know, I really believe that the, the mental side of the game is something that, you know, that that's really important. You know, I was, I was fortunate. I ended up playing, you know, 20 years in the national hockey league. And I remember, you know, there was, uh, I was, I was a, a bottom six forward. I was a grind grinder, whatever character player, whatever you want to call it, role player, you know, and there was a lot of guys that were coming to camp and, and wanted to take my job. And, and every, every year I was like, this isn't going to be the year. You know, and I kept working at it and I prepared myself. I made sure I was always in, in great shape, something that, I, you know, super proud of. And it got me to, uh, you know, basically Ken Holland had to tell me to retire at the age of 40. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I, I still, I, I, you know, I told him, I think I got one more in me. And he just kind of shook his head. <laughs> and, uh, I knew it wasn't with the Detroit Red Wings. So, uh, but, uh, you know, like that's the mindset that, that you have to have is, is when, you, when you get there, you have to make sure that no one's going to come in and take your job. And, and on the flip side, you know, getting there means you actually have to go in and take someone's job. And, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, lived with me, you know, my, my entire career. And, you know, it, uh, it ended up, you know, I ended up obviously having, a, you know, a great run with the Detroit Red Wings, something I'm real proud of. And, you know, that's, those are the experiences I can, I can share with Keenan and pass on to Keenan. And, and I hope anyone else that, you know, is, is listening to your podcast right now is that you realize, you know, there's, there's a lot of skilled hockey players out there. There's very good hockey players all around that's something that, you know, I know because it's my job. I do it. I go everywhere. I go all over the world. There's no, there's no secrets. You're not, you're not hiding players anymore. We have scouts all in Europe that go everywhere. I go over to Europe. I spent 65 days over in Europe last year scouting. And then with that, all through North America as well, you know, we have 18, you know, amateur scouts that that's their job is to find hockey players. So, you know, really when you think about it, that's when you realize, um, you know, when it's, it's a big, big world of, of a lot of, a lot of great hockey players and everyone has the same dream, you know, whether you're, you're playing, uh, you're playing in Windsor or whether you're playing, you know, in, in Chelyabinsk, Russia or whatever it might be, they want to play in the national hockey league. That's really the the way it goes. And, uh, you know, so like I said, you know, pretty well, the parents are going to be really involved. You know, I'd probably say right up until the, you know, until they're 16 years old, maybe 17, depending where they're going, enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic ride. It's, and, and I think right now what we talked about, I think there's probably not only the kids are miss, missing it, but I believe the parents are too. Oh, yeah. And this is where you kind of sit back and, and just kind of realize, you know, what a great game it is. And, and just enjoy the opportunities, you know, going to the rink and watching your either your son or daughter play and, you know, and, and just realize what a great game it is. And then be supportive to to your kids. You know, that's something that's uh, it's it's going to be so important. And, and it's not just in the end, it's it's not just about hockey. It's just about, you know, being supportive, building character, building a great relationship. And it's something that, you know, I'm real proud of. Obviously, we're talking, you know, about Keenan because, you know, he's playing hockey and he's, um, you know, it, 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 because of that. But you know what? I'm, I'm fortunate. I have, I have great relationships with my two daughters as well. And, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, I'm super proud of also. Yeah, 100%. So I want to ask you, because you talked about something that I really liked. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, hang on. Talking, uh, yeah, what I find with players for, that I train and for example, Matt Pump is one of them. He's in your organization. So this is a whole bunch of questions here. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah. the, the question is, as uh, when I'm training players, what I find is that the hardest guys for me to coach and train are the 16, 17 year old kids that have their first year in the OHL. 
And the reason that I find that what I get from that is I think when they move away, they, people build up the OHL draft or maybe it's a first year college or maybe it's a Omaha Lancers and they build that up as, okay, you, you did, you know, your 16 years of life and okay, you got there. It's almost like a lot of them just think they're cool. If that, if that makes any sense. And they forget that what you said about now you're there to take jogs. Now you're there to take ice. Now you're there to make yourself better. And the actual work only starts and it only gets harder as you go. So that was part one, part two. And I'm not throwing Matt under the bus. I'm just, I'm just saying it because we got a common bond with Matt Pumble. So here's a guy that was a first round pick to the Peterborough Peets. It's a first round pick to the Ottawa Senators. And, and, and it's not like he hasn't done things right. But there, for some reason, even though he's a first round pick, he's not playing in the National Hockey League. And it's like, you, so you never just make it because you're a first round pick or because you were good at one time. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I want to say about that is, you and I were having dinner at Ocean Prime, I think it was. And I asked you, I said, Chris, I think you were a pretty prolific, not, I wouldn't say prolific, let's say you were an offensive player as a kid because you're a good hockey player. So as, in the minor, in the, as you're playing minor hockey, you're probably going to score a lot more goals until you get to a high level. But I asked you, I said, what, what, what was the transition from that to being on the grind line? And, and because that's goal scoring to being like a shutdown grind line. That's what a grind line is. And, but you, it gave you 20 years. And what made you say, okay, that's, that's something that I, I can either learn or I've done already. So that was a loaded question. Go yeah. Yeah. So I'll go back to the first question. <laughs> yeah. well, what was it? <laughs> you couldn't just do this one at a time, right? <laughs> no. You wanted to, no. you wanted to test me on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah. Obviously the first question, it, it's, it's amazing because we, I interview kids, you know, for kids, young hockey players, prospects, yeah. you know, for the draft. And we talk about work ethic. Um, you know, everyone works hard, you know, but until you walk into that NHL dressing room and you watch, and I'm lucky, I, I can name drop right now some of the greatest players yeah. that have ever played the game. When you watch Dominic Hasek practice and how competitive he is, it's not a coincidence. He's one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. When you see Nick Lidstrom, what he does on and off the ice, like these are the guys that, that work hard. They have God-given talent. There's no doubt about it. But their work ethic is, is off the charts, you know, every single day. And Pavel Datsuk, I mean, Pavel Datsuk came from you know, small-town Russia and turned into, you know, one of the most talented and highlight real, real players of all time. And, and he just improved every year. And the stuff that he did in practice, you know, I was lucky. I was able to have, you know, watch this stuff and see it. And then all of a sudden he did it in the game and everyone's like, well, how did he do that? Well, I can tell you how he did it. Repetition. He did it every single day in practice. Unfortunately, sometimes I was the victim of it. But thank <laughs> goodness there wasn't any cameras around when he was doing it to me. Yeah. And, you know, that's how these players, you look at, I remember my first game, I'll never forget it. My first game with the Detroit Red Wings was uh, January 24th. Um, 1994 and we played uh, we played against the Chicago Blackhawks and you know we went out played we, we ended up losing and I remember coming back you know I went back to my hotel not knowing you know was it was I you know one and done how long was this going to last and I was like you know what I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go work out you know and I'm going to show up the rink and work out and I was probably there about three hours before practice and I walk in and Steve Eiserman was already on the bike working out and I was like whoa I, you know, I got a long way to go here. And it comes back to what you said about, you know, these 
16 and 17 year old prospects that think that, you know, that they work hard and they're doing it. I, I, I can tell them and I can tell you right now, they don't even know what hard work is yet. And until you walk into that NHL dress room and you see, I've heard, you know, Sidney Crosby, same thing, unbelievable. You know, I just remember it was a couple of years ago, they lost out in, uh, in the playoffs and two weeks later, you see him, you know, on the ice working on things already. And I'm like, that's one of the greatest players in the world. Like they, they just lost out two weeks ago. He's back on the ice and he's doing things, you know, that's what you're up against. And, you know, obviously that's the superstars that are doing it. And when you throw in God-given talent and that elite work ethic, you're not stealing their jobs. There's no chance. Like, so when you think about these guys, you know, the, the best players in the world, they have their jobs. They're going to play 15, 20 years. So they're not going anywhere. So, you know, you have all those guys. So you can count that job out. Then you start talking about, you know, some of the guys that, you know, have, have created a bit of a role and now, you know, that they have the trust within the organization. Well, they're not going anywhere anyways, anyway. So now you're kind of like, you start going down. It's like, you know, okay, how am I going to get a job? Yep. You know, and that's where you have to find yourself. So to kind of move into, you know, what we talked about at Ocean Prime, you know, that my, my favorite example is, is actually both my line mates, you know, Kirk Mulpey and Darren McCarty. Both these guys scored 50 plus goals in the OHL. And, you know, with us, we ended up, you know, becoming, you know, a grind line, a fourth line, a defensive, uh, you know, responsibility. We were able to chip in goals, but that wasn't our job. These guys scored 50 goals, yep. you know, in, in the OHL. And they ended up making it, we all ended up making it, you know, by being third, fourth line players. But the difference, we embraced that. And, you know, that was something where, you know, you have these players that come in and they're, you know, we, you, you know, you ask players, you know, well, who do you play like? Well, I play like Mitch Marner. I'm like, oh, yo, Mitch Marner, really? <laughs> it's Mitch, you know, like, you know, or, or it's Austin Matthews or it's Alex Ovechkin. And you're sitting there and it's just like Alex Ovechkin, like all he does is just score goals. Like yeah. it's not a stop, like with what he does. Plus he's 230 pounds. He runs people over. <laughs> You're not Alex Alexander Ovechkin. I just, no. you know, like, you know, so the, I think the one thing is have a, have an, have an identity, understand what you are and, and what you can be as a hockey player. Because when you think about it, guys that score 30 plus goals in the national hockey league, there's not a lot of them, you no. know, and then you take it a step further to 40 or 50. I mean, you're looking three, four players, maybe, yeah. you know, that do that. So chances are that's not going to be you for the majority of it, you know, so how are you going to make it in the national hockey league? You know, well, you got to skate, you got to be smart, you got to be competitive, you got to be in great shape, you know, all these kind of things. And then you still might not get an opportunity. That's how frustrating it is, you know? So, um, you know, like I, I'm, I'm a big believer. You have to believe in yourself. I went through, I played 200 and something games in the minors. You know, I played, you know, for the, you know, Moncton Hawks. I, I came into my first camp with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I didn't get one exhibition game. Now, one exhibition game, I was one of the first cuts. I got sent down to Adirondack. I was devastated. I couldn't believe it. You know, I came in. I had the absolute best summer that I could possibly have. Came in in unbelievable shape, like you name it. We did all the fitness testing. I was in the top three or four of every single, you know, fitness testing that we did. And I, you know, they, they actually kind of did a, a little awards thing. And, you know, they were talking about some of the guys and my name came up, you know, and everyone's kind of looking around, who is this, you know, <laughs> and nobody, nobody knew who, who I was. I come from Moncton. I was, uh, obviously I was a, a throw in trade yeah. uh, and I ended up going down to, to Adirondack and, and you know what, 
I, I went down there and I was like, I, I, I have to make this work. I have to find a way to make this work. And all of a sudden, I got a great opportunity with, with Newell Brown down in Adirondack, who I'll, I'll never forget and always thank him for that. And, and I started scoring and I started putting up points. And, you know, next thing you know, the, the phone rings on, on January 23rd and I got the call, you know, up with the Detroit Red Wings and, and never looked back, you know, and that was, uh, you know, that's something that, that I'm super proud of, of when I got the opportunity with the Detroit Red Wings, you know, I was like, this isn't going to end. And, you know, my mindset was I'd wake up every day and I, and I honestly, I'm like, I'm not getting sent down today. And I went to the rink and I worked and I worked off the ice and I worked on the ice. I, I had nowhere else to go. I was staying in a, in a hotel yeah. and I just, you know, stayed at the rink and made sure that everything that I was going to do was going to get me, you know, to, to play another game and to stay another day with the Detroit Red Wings and went on to play, you know, over a thousand games with the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, I'm in the same sentence as Gordie Howe, Steve Eisman, Nick Lidstrom, Henrik Zetterberg, Thomas Holmstrom, you know, I was able to play a thousand games with the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, that, that's something that, you know, I'm super proud of, you know, to be able to do that. So I think, did I get all three of your questions? Yeah, yeah, more or less. I just asked you about pumps, but you, but that's basically answered the question. Like there's, there's something that I guess, because I've been working with Matt Pumple since he's nine years old hmm. and he's great, can shoot a pocket score goals, but there's obviously, you, when you, you, you spilt it out. Who are you going to take on the top line as a goal scorer? Who are you going to, are you going to be better than someone defensively? So you've you got to find a niche somehow, some way. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's all good. But it's funny because, you know, this goes back to the parents or even when I'm teaching kids, um, a lot of the parents are looking at, you know, scoring goals, being the offensive player. And it's good. And in minor hockey, if you're a good player, you probably have that ability to do that. But it's funny, like, it's a hard sell to, to, to explain to a kid that they, like a defenseman, to, to be able to just make a, make a nice pass coming out and maybe jump in the play. Afford to be really, really good and spend so much time just peeling pucks off the boards. Because you're probably in a game, especially even in the NHL, you might be in a great position to get a pass, but how many times do you get a clean pass on the tape? I mean, there, there's rims and there's pressure and there's pinches where you have to be good along the board. So it's really a smart thing to work on a soft skill like that or tips or face-offs yeah. like yourself yeah. and being aware yeah. defensively. It's not just about scoring goals. And I think parents and players really, you know, I think people hear it, but I don't think people understand the depth of it because that's what you were saying is like, I think in the world juniors too, you, you, you had the job of shutting down, I think it was Jaeger or someone like that. And you realize uh, yeah, that you're Jager on the ice all the time. And then uh, Burray yeah. in 91. Yeah. 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 That's what you were telling me. You said like, you know what, Andy, I'm on the ice all the time and I don't have to worry. I don't have the pressure of scoring all the goals. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's how most people are going to make money if they ever make it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, and it's, um, you know, I think you, when you have an opportunity to work on, you know, uh, uh, any skill, you know, it's something that, that you want to do. And I know, you know, when we would, you know, start our practice at Little Caesars, you know, we would, you know, we would work on exactly what you're talking about. D-man pulling the puck off the wall. We'd have, you know, a forward at net, at the net, you know, working on tips and screens and goalies battling through it. Yeah. You know, those were just drills. And, and you know what? They loved it. You know, they loved working on those things. And then all of a sudden, as they got older, they understood, you know, why we were doing all this stuff. And it's, uh, you know, hockey specific. You know, you just have to, you want to, you know, you, you want to be able to be, you want to be responsible. You want the coach to be able to trust you, to play you in all situations. 
Um, you know, that's something that's, you know, real special. And, and obviously there's going to be some, you know, elite players and special players and, and those guys can go out and obviously score and, and, and that's fantastic, you know, but, you know, for those players, I would still, you know, work on, you know, knowing where to be in your own end, you know, being competitive, supporting your D, being in good spots, uh, communication with your D-man, communication with your wingers. Those are all things that, you know, going forward are certainly going to help you, you know, just become a complete hockey player. And, you know, I, I you know, one of the dads, um, his son actually made the, um, the Halenka team. And, you know, he came, you know, the, the, the coach was, you know, complimentary of the way, you know, his son played the game. And, you know, the dad was just, you know, kind of sitting there listening. And, you know, I was, I was excited to get the call. And, and he just said, you know what? He goes, the reason why my son made the team is because of all the little things that he did. And the only reason why he knows how to do those little things is because that's the stuff that you guys worked on when yeah. some other players, you know, weren't. And, you know, it's just, it just put a smile on my face that to have a parent, you know, understand and, and recognize that. And, and, and that's where it's satisfying. You know, I, I've, you know, I, I'm the, the, I'm so excited about, you know, the, the O2 group of, of what we did. I think we have a total of 14, you know, kids that are going to play NCAA college, oh. um, you know, which is, which is outstanding from, you know, Penn State to, to Michigan to Lake Superior State to Miami to Western Michigan, Michigan State, you know, like, a, you know, kind of all over. Really proud of that. Kid just, uh, you know, ended up committing to Denver, um, you know, that we coached. So a lot of exciting uh you know, stuff for this O2 group. And, you know, that to me is, is something that, you know, I'm proud of and, and real excited about, you know, that they get the opportunity to go through junior hockey and then they get to play at a next level. And then after that, we're going to see, we'll just keep watching and see where they're at. But as, you know, as you continue, you know, to get at a higher level, you know, now it's, it's really, it's full time now. I don't have to tell you, I mean, the, the way you train, you know, your, your players and your prospects and these young hockey players, it's, you know, it's, should you take some time off? Absolutely. Should you have an opportunity to play other sports? I believe so. Um, you know, you want these kids to be athletes, but you also realize that, you know, when you have an opportunity to work on things in the summer, you know, you really want to take advantage of that and work on the things that you're, that you're not great at. You know, if you're a great skater, maybe you want to work on something else. You know, if you're not that great of a skater, you know, now, you know, you have to work on your skating. You know, to me, you know, get on the track, you know, work on some speed, work on some agility, those kind of things. And really that's, you know, that's how you continue to get better. Um, yeah. it's, it's on ice, it's off ice, um, you know, it's flexibility. You know, you talk about all these things that are so important, you know, being not only a good hockey player, but I think the important thing and, and, and what I like you know, is, is finding good athletes and, you know, somebody that, you know, is, is good in, in hockey and baseball or soccer, that that's pretty intriguing to me, you know, or lacrosse, whatever it might be, whatever the other sport is, um, you know, it's, it's pretty intriguing that, you know, you're elite an elite hockey player and then you're elite at another sport. That's that, that's intriguing for me going forward as a prospect. Yeah. Charlie played uh, lacrosse up until two years ago. And, uh, and mostly because I couldn't stand sitting there watching baseball, watching baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but he loved it. So it was good because in lacrosse, they immediately, like they put uh, as much, maybe more uh, importance on defensive play. So when the puck, when the puck, when the ball comes back, it's like you are playing D and you're playing it hard. So yeah. that really helped them in hockey. And it's, and of course you got the running and the skill set. Exactly. And the hitting. Yeah. So when the hitting came, it was like nothing. 
So yeah. that was good. And then the, another thing that you were saying, like I agreed so much with that is you've, you've said all the points that I've been telling people um, with, with the hard work. So Charlie's been very fortunate. Obviously, you know, that's like Keenan had you and, you know, you get, you get around people and it makes a big difference. You get to see real life how it is. So Charlie is always, he's grown up with the guys, but especially since the COVID thing, it's been tough on everybody. But since day one, he's worked out with uh, Dalton Prout. Um, he just retired. Yeah. And uh, Zach Cassian. Yeah. So, and, and it was like, he sees me working out and like, I'm an old 52 year old man. Like, okay. What? And I'm dad, like whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but he sees these guys working out. It's like, it, it, it lit, it just lit a fire for him. And there's some days he goes like, this is hard, dad. I go, yeah, it's hard. And it's going to get harder, son. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's really good to see. It. And like, for the, for the listeners, it's like, we say this all the time. It's like, when you think it's going to be hard, it's actually going to be harder. And when you, when you, so, so work as if, we use an example of a boulder. If it says to, to play in the NHL, you have to lift a 600-pound boulder over your head, that's, that's what the task is. And immediately people, go, people will say, like, well, why can't it be 400? It's easier if it's 400. Well, I almost did it. Well, no, that's it's seven or 600 pounds. You have to do that or else it doesn't work. Um, so overestimate, overestimate how much you have to train and play. Underestimate your, how good you are so that you, you, know, you, you work hard to get there. And then the other thing, what you're saying about skills, we use a, we use a term like just filling skill buckets. So it's like, you might, yeah, you might be a good skater, but can you stretch? Fill that bucket because, you know, the skating is great and it's always, you can never have enough of it, but all these other things are going to slow you down, right? If, if you don't take care of all your skill buckets, then you're going to have a, a missing link. And someone like you watching hockey every day, being around the league for that long, you're going to notice that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I just want to go into scouting a little bit and then I'll let you uh, hang out with your family. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So in scouting, it's like for me, that's a tough job. I don't even know how you do it. Cause I watch a hockey game. Like, like I'm thinking of juniors, like to pick kids to go to juniors. Like how do you come up with one, two to, to 50? I don't know how you do it. Um, and now to do it to the NHL when you're looking around the world. Wow. How, how do you like, first of all, what are you, how do you scout? Like, what, what are you looking for? How does it stand out? Like, I know there's a, can he skate and all this stuff, but what, what are you looking for? Um, you you know, we, we talk about Red Wing DNA of, of, what, of what we're looking for. Obviously, you know, character, uh, you, want, you want competitive prospects, you want prospects that, you know, can skate, uh, and then you want prospects that can think the game. Hockey sense, hockey IQ, however you want to, you know, define that term. Um, you know, you just, and, and, and you just, you look and you watch and you keep coming, you know, there's a lot of times when you, when you go watch a game and you leave the rank, there's, you know, there's some players that, you know, make, you know, an impression on you and just you put, put a smile on your face as you're leaving. Um, you know, and, and, you know, for, for me, it's, it's been tough over the last year. I've really had to rely on a lot of video. Um, you know, obviously everything shuts down in, uh, you know, in March. Uh, the draft has moved back to, you know, October, you know, Europe started up. So we're sitting there, we're trying to watch a ton of European hockey. And then with that said, we're kind of going back and watching, you know, previous games for some prospects, but you know, it's um, what, what is going to, how, how is this, how is this player, how is this prospect fitting into what we're trying to build in Detroit? And, you know, that's what, uh, that, that's what you kind of, you keep coming to, you keep watching, um, you know, and, and it's really, you really have to watch them in, in a lot of different situations. There's nights where, you know, on a Thursday night, probably, you know, the prospect's going to be real fresh, you know, yeah. um, you know, you're going to watch me like, okay, you know, and then maybe, you know, you see them on a, on a Friday, 
uh, and then, you know, maybe you catch them, you know, on a, on a three and three, you know, sometimes in, in uh, you know, you play Friday, Saturday and Sunday afternoon, you know, I want to watch him play on the Sunday afternoon and see how he is, you know, um, you know, so you watch these players in, in different scenarios and, and different times throughout the season. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, my job is, you know, really to watch probably the top 50, you know, players. And, and, and from that, when you go into rinks, you're obviously watching a, a lot of prospects as well. Uh, a lot of communication with uh, with our staff, um, you know, I, 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 and even now with with Europe playing, you know, if if someone has played a, a good game, send me a text. I want to make sure that I watch it on video. A lot of communication with that, but you know, for me, when I go, um, you know, we're going to find out pretty well everything we can about a prospect. You know, there's going to be an interview period. You know, we're going to talk, you know, to coaches, to power skating coaches strength coaches, you know, you talk to trainers, whatever it might be, we're going to try to gather as much information, you know, on this prospect as possible. Sometimes, you know, we call schools to find out what type of student they are. You talk to billet families, we want to see, you know, how they, you know, are they, are they, you know, good kids to their, you know, the, the, the kids that they live with, you know, a lot of things like that. We want to gather as much information as possible, you know, on these prospects. Then you, you know, the game's fast. You want these kids to, you know, these prospects to be able to skate, think the game, and obviously compete, you know, and then you, you just kind of keep going from there. And then and and obviously if all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at you're looking at your first we we picked fourth overall last year. You're sitting there, you have we probably have five or six boxes. You know, we want this fourth overall pick. We want him to check all our boxes. You know, it's got hockey sense, competitive, character, work ethic, you know, you name it, check those boxes. And as you kind of start going down in the draft, there's a reason why, you know, these players don't go as high. There's, there are going to be, there's some unreal stories. You look at Joe Pavelski, you know, look what he's done. You look at Jamie Ben, you know, look what he's done. You look at Mark Stone, look what he's done. Like you keep going through, you know, there's, there's players that get picked in, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, whatever it might be, and they find ways to play hockey. Well, why? You know, and it comes back to what we talked about earlier, you know, it might be a late bloomer, but you had a scout that sat there and, and watched them. You know what? He's got size. He's got skill. He can score. You know, his skating might not be good, but it, when he gets a little bit stronger and because of the way he plays the game and thinks the game, this guy's got a chance, you know? So that's really how uh, there, there's a, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of dialogue that goes into it. Um, you know, we watch these prospects play, um, whether it's live or on video, you know, so much, um, you know, and you sit there and, and, you know, we actually last week, we just, you know, kind of made a, a, a list of, you know, top 50 prospects that we feel, you know, going into, into this draft. And, and now it's, you know, my job to sit there and just continue to watch them. Some are, are playing in Europe. Some haven't even started up playing. So I'm watching last year's game and, and you, and you just kind of go from there. But like I said, from, you know, last year, you know, right up until the shutdown, I had spent 65 days in, in Europe. I had another trip planned. We had the U18s that we were going to watch, you know, a ton of hockey. And, you know, you just keep watching, uh, you know, these players over and over again. And, and really, you know, you, you trust your area scouts, you have conversations about them, and then you understand, you know, what a Detroit Red Wing prospect looks like. Yeah. And character is a big thing. I think people don't, sometimes don't really understand what that means or what, like the depths that you'll go through to find a player because like you're if, you're, if they're going to play for you, you're investing a ton of money in them and uh, you're looking for the right people not to, make, to be jackasses in life, right? And exactly, you want good people in your organization, there's no doubt, you know. And I just, you know, it's uh, 
you know, I just remember, you know, I, I look at the dressing rooms and the teammates that I had, you know, they were obviously like some of the greatest players to play our game. They were great people, you know, like that's something we're still, you know, still have some great friendships, uh, you know, and you name it. I go over to Russia, I have the opportunity, you know, to talk to Slava Fetisov or Igor Larionov or Sergei Fedorov. I mean, that's, that's pretty special to be able to do that. And that's, you know, the relationships that we all created within our team. And, you know, that's what you want. You want a, you want a good teammate, you know, and, and you, you want to be a good teammate. And I think that that's something, you know, that's really important. And, uh, and you, you always talk about, you know, you talk about culture. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, talk about, you know, culture of an organization, culture of a, of a dressing room. And, you know, that's something that's, you know, super important. You know, you, you need that. There's going to be, these are the guys you're around. When you're playing in the National Hockey League, you're around your teammates more than you are your family. That's just, yeah, for sure. you know, that's, that's the truth, you know. And, you know, you want, uh, when you dig in and when you're going to playoff series, I mean, you think about, you know, what Tampa went through and Dallas went through last year of, of, of all the time that they spent, you know, in the bubble, away from their families. And, and why did they do it? For a chance to win the Stanley Cup, for a chance, you know, for the love of the game. And, you know, I bet you, you know, it was probably, it was a tough experience. It's like something that'll never happen again. But, you know, I'd probably say the Tampa Bay Lightning are saying everything that we did, all the sacrifices that we made are certainly worth it. You know, and that's something that, uh, you know, that's having, you know, good people, good organizations. And, and that's and that's what you want. You want these guys, you know, knowing and it. It's hard. Playoff hockey, it's hard. You're playing, you know, two months, almost every other night. You have travel. Uh, you know, probably once you get through that first round, you're never going to be healthy. You know, yeah. you're banged up, you're beat up, whatever it might be. But you always have to, you know, respond and, and play. And like I said, I've, I've always said, you know, the Stanley Cup, it's, it's the hardest trophy in professional sports to win. It's, it's take last year out, but it's 16 wins that you need over two months. And, and it's hard. Yeah, people have no idea how that is. Oh, my God. It's a rough game. It's a tough game. Yeah, is, and like yeah. you said, the, people, the thing that people don't see is the, is the travel, is tra flying across the country yeah. and, and yeah. you know, trying to catch up on some sleep, which you never do, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Chris, last thing on, on scouting. Um, easy I, – I don't know if it's easy, but I think it's easier to say, see a gifted offensive player, I, th I assume. So maybe as a scout, you're looking at deficiencies. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. But from a, from a player that's, let's say, a shutdown D or forward that's not like an offensive forward, I'm just asking, like, is there – can they have confidence knowing that they're going to be looked at or, or is it um, – I don't know if that's the right question, but you, you know where I'm going with that? Like, I, know, I, know what you, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously – you know, am I looking for guys that are just going to score goals? No. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, we touched on that early on. Just because you're scoring goals when you're 16, 17, 18 years old certainly doesn't mean you're going to be scoring goals when you're 25, 26 in the National Hockey League. The reason why I can say that is because – you know, I played with a couple guys that did that. You know, they were natural goal scorers in the OHL. You know, Maltz did it. Kirk, uh, uh, Kirk Maltby did it. Excuse me. Darren McCarty did it. Yeah. You know, and they come in and, and they're, you know, we end up all being, you know, you know, checkers and role players, grind line, whatever it might be. So uh, there's a lot of times you look for that, you know, that 200-foot player, you know, and, and uh, you know, if it's a centerman, you know, we just like we talked about, does he know where to go in his own end? Does he know how to support his D? Does he know how to, you know, support his wingers? When he gets in the offensive zone, does he have some instincts of, of where to go? You know, those are the things that, that, that you want to want to watch and you want to look for. For a D-man, you know, to me, being able, 
being able to, to understand pressure and just making that little pop-out play, maybe it's a five to seven foot pass. To me, that's hockey sense. You know, it's a smart player. He can do that. It doesn't mean he's going to get up the ice and he's going to run a power play like, you know, Carlson. Uh, but, you know, how many, how many elite power play defensemen do you see in the National Hockey League when you think about it? You yeah. know, it's, that, that is something that it's, it's so hard to do at the National Hockey League level. And, you know, so when you're sitting there and, and you're watching it, you want, you know, is he solid one-on-one? Does he understand? Can he read the rush? Does he have awareness? How's his stick? Is he strong in battles? Is he on the right side of the puck? These are all things that, you know, we sit there and we watch. And, and that's my job is to sit there and evaluate. You know, the easy thing, you know, is I remember watching Connor McDavid yeah. playing uh, for Erie. <laughs> Like, yeah. sign me up for him, okay? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, uh, it's, it, it was, it was, there was times where he just smiled, and now he's, he's, he's doing it, he still makes you smile, you know, doing it for the Edmonton Oilers, and it's, it's incredible, you know, how fast, everything goes fast, his feet go fast, he's an unreal skater, his hands, and to me, the most important thing is mine can go as fast as his hands and his feet. Unfortunately for me, my feet went fast, my hands not so fast and my mind not so fast. So that's why I'm a fourth line player. But uh, you know, it's and and you know, so that's that's really what what we look at, you know. And and you know, we put, you know, we go in, we we go in. We have a you know a, a server of, of of a scouting service where we come in and every time we watch a game, every time we watch a player, we put a game report in. Sure. And I can go back and and you know from from players that I've scouted over the last ten years, it, it's still in there. Mm-hmm. The, the reports of that so you know the the important thing you know as you as you know for me is when you start looking at the elite players they just jump out at you almost every shift and every game you know like you just see those you see those players and you know the they I think the thing that probably every scout would take a lot of pride in is finding someone the fourth round, the fifth round, the seventh round, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, you know, they play in the National Hockey League. There was something there that you saw in this player, you know, that and, and he turned himself into to an NHL player. And I think that that's, you know, when the situation that we're in right now, our expectations, you know, are, you know, we're really excited about Moritz Sider. We're really excited about Lucas Raymond, but we need some other players to make it. We need some players that we drafted that have to become better than, than what the industry thought and what we thought as well. And, you know, that's how you start becoming, you know, a better team. You know, you, you, you look at, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins, it's all right, you got Sidney Crosby, you got Malkin, you had Flurry, you got Jake Gensel, you know, where'd this gem come from? You know, you know, like, you know, like that's something, you know, that's, that's, that, that's really special. Uh, you know, they traded for Marino and now you look at what he's doing. Um, you know, so a lot of, a lot of things like that, you know, when, when you, these players that have been picked, there's a reason why there's reason why a scout in the in the fifth round, the sixth round is saying, you know what, Chris, like this is a guy that I'd like to take right here, right now. I like this player. And and why do I like him? You know, he's a good skater and he's competitive. How are his puck skills? They're good enough. You know, and then that comes to a guy that, you know, might be a six foot two, you know, defensive defenseman that 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 can play 10 years for you. That's a heck of a pick. So, yeah. you know, you have to put together you, when you're drafting, you basically were in charge of how this team is going to play. And, you know, so to, you know, for, for your question, you know, are we, we're looking for everything, you know, we're, but basically what we want is, you know, we want, we want character, we want compete, you know, obviously we talk about, you know, being a good teammate, 
we want someone that can skate, think the game, all those kind of things. And, and that's what we look for in the Detroit Red Wings. Do you, do you ever, uh, when you're scouting a team that's like a last place team in the CHL, is it tougher to find the guy or can you just see his character and just doing the right things regardless of the quality of the team that he's on? Yeah, no, I think you, you have to, you have to watch him, you know, and, and you have to understand that, you know what, maybe he's in the right position. Maybe it was just a bad bounce and the puck goes in the net and he took another minus. You walk away from the rink, you might've been a minus three, but you know, in the end was how much of that minus three was on him. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are things that, that you want to think about or, or however it was, or, you know, he's, you know, this, this kid kind of was drafted as a goal scorer. He's two years into his OHL career. He's not quite scoring with the way you know that he was hoping but you know there was some natural talent there when he was 16 17 years old or 15 16 whatever it might be we just keep watching and then that's when you you know you rely on 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 your area scout because he's going to see the player play a lot more than I am and then you you know you talk you know to their strength coaches you know how's this kid off ice in the summer what's his work ethic like what time do you guys train at I love people that get up in the morning and train early you know, like I'm a big believer in, you know, in that getting up early, you know, getting after it. You know, I, I kind of chuckle when, you know, I, these, these prospects tell me how hard they work. And I'm like, you know, tell me about a, a typical training day in, in the summer. He's like, well, you know, I get up around 9 30, 10 o'clock. And, and I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's, uh, you know, so just, you know, little things like that. Now, you know, this, this, you know, this prospect that gets up at 9, 30, 10 o'clock might turn out to be a heck of a hockey player, you know, but I just kind of get excited about someone that, you know, gets up in the morning and want to get to the gym and, you know, gets his workout in, you know, if he's going to skate, he's going to skate. Maybe he goes golfing with his buddies, whatever it might be. I like that, you know, yeah. uh, that's just me. Uh, yeah, it shows that he's, shows that he's excited to get up the next day. Shows that he's got a schedule that he has to follow. That's something we did with Charlie is we, uh, he was asking, you know, he, he saw that I, I, cause I'm the same as you, I get up at five and I'm at the gym and my guys, Dalton and all them, they meet us here. And every, every one of us has a journal and we write down what we do, how we do, what we eat, the schedule. Out. So he notices that. And it's like part of being around the people you say, okay, there's some habits that I need to maybe pick up. So he started doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's like his, his life is better. And he's, mm-hmm. he understands, okay, I got, you know, he's got a little girlfriend now. Um, so he said, you know, I got to schedule that in. I can't just whenever go out with her whenever I want to. It's gotta, that's got to be a scheduled thing. And it, yeah. it's, it's a great thing, to, great thing to learn. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's good stuff, man. A lot of structure. Structure is important, no doubt. Yeah, yeah it gets yeah. tougher as you go, right? Um, I'm going to let you go here. Okay. You've, been, uh, you've been awesome. There's so much awesome information for my listeners. And um, I can't tell you how, uh, how thankful I am that you did this. Oh, of course. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll let you go eat dinner. All right. And uh, of course, if you need anything from my end, Chris, you know, you know where to find me. And uh, please say hi to the family for me. I will. For sure. You too. Say hi to Charlie. All right. I will. Okay. Good luck, bud. All right. Thanks, Andy. Thank you.